Low Elo is made possible by listeners just like you. For more information, visit lowelo.com. Make sure that I'm actually recording. You're listening to the only new buzzard podcast that does tons of damage. You're listening to Low Elo. To Low Elo. <laughs> This week, we saw the spring playoffs come and go with TSM beating GGU and solidifying their position as the number one team in North America. At the top of the hill in the EU was Fnatic, who rode their momentum from the previous week to triumph over Gambit. This is Low Elo 69. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Gamer, and with me as always is Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Copy386. How you do, Dave? I'm doing good. Gotta, you know, fry it. Deep fry it. Hog lard. Make I, it good. I feel like you just got more manly or something. <clears throat> oh, hey, what's up? All right, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Uh, with us filling in our third seat is a combination, a strange chimera, if you will, a combination of Shea Berland, a.k.a. Darksky, and uh, Rin, a.k.a. Rin the Yordle. That would be a terrifying hybrid. I, I'm really scared of this idea now. Like, I was totally okay until you said that. Oh my. Oh. No. I don't want to hey, be three feet tall. Just get a gun blade. Does Very it have, a, like, a yordle bottom and, like, a regular dark ski top? Oh, God. <laughs> what? Oh, no, 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 no. What monstrosity have you created? Like, dark ski with, like, Fabio hair? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. You have Fabio hair, right, dark ski? You know, I just, I just like this idea better now. To hell with the hybrid. It's just dark ski. I'm sorry. DK. With, DK. Uh, yeah. with Fabio hair. <laughs> That's that's our new nickname for Darsky Ren. It's DK. DK. I don't yeah. know how or why that happened. No, it's like your I rapper name, dude. Yeah, it's for dropping ill rhymes. Yeah. Oh God. That, you know, I Jeff, Dave, featuring forever. DK. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff DJ and DK. Jeff and Dave present Low Elo featuring DK. You know, it's, it, it's cool because it's a word that, too. I, it's like DK. Am I just the guy that comes in from the side? It's like yo, and then that's it. Like, no, like every every thirty seconds in the song, you have to go. Yeah. No, no, no. We don't. We don't want to pay him for that because I mean, we can get Little John for like pennies these days. <laughs> oh. <okay>. <clears throat> <laughs> Anyways, this week we talk about the competition CLG and Dignitas will face in the promotion series. How'd that happen? Minions, those delicious little waddling sacks of XP and gold, and the changes in the latest three point six Freljord patch. But first. TSM beat GGU in five games to be named the definitive number one team in North America. An incredible upswing in the latter half of this spring season. I have only one thing to say. Suck it, haters. You said that last week. Did I? Yes. Okay, well, I have one thing to say twice. (laughs) (laughs) 
Does this count as like the curse lifted now? The the Loilo curse? No, because as we said before, we were talking before the show, and I think we said it on the stream. Don't worry, TSM will blow it. They'll blow it. They're not going to win the whole thing. They're going to like going to get to Worlds and lose. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay, that's that's fair. We did say on the air, even though I was rooting for them the whole time, we did say that they blow it in the playoffs and they won. So. And right. I love them to death, but that that would be just like them. It really would. I mean, like, they'll come out number one in North America and then just, like, drop to the bottom like a stone at, at Worlds. But <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Um, who actually got to p- be party to these five games? Because to, to GGU's credit, one, GGU is a really good team. They are. They're, they are. Oh, my God. <laughs> I watched uh, all five games, and it was, you know, at the beginning, like, you know, I don't like Nintendude. Jeff, I know you don't like Nintendude. Right. Uh, right. So we wanted them to lose. I was hoping uh, TSM would just embarrass them, you know, like three and out, not even close games. Yeah. But it ended up going all the way to five games, and I think through Zion Spartan. That dude can play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And no, I mean, not, let's not discount Nintendude. I mean, as much as we may not like him as a player, he's off good. off the field, we yeah. don't like him. Yeah. Like, uh, and, I mean, uh, he, yeah, there you go. Off the field, we may not like him, but man, can he play as well. Um, like, he, he carried at multiple points. But you're right, Zion Spartan. Um, kind of. was very good on Oriana. Don't Mash Me was amazing on Twitch. Which was funny because I mean the casters were talking about how, you know, Twitch was kind of his his deal. Yeah. You know he's a, and he hadn't been able to play it and he, he got to play it in one of the games I can't remember which one he did really well. I think he actually got to play Twitch in a couple of games, um, and it worked out for him well the first time if I recall. But we're not here to recount uh, all five games. If you want to see those, then by all means you can go and watch the vods. They're out there. And if you haven't seen them, I, I recommend that you do because oh my gosh, they were they were really incredible games. Although you noticed that it was kind of a situation where whoever was ahead at like the ten minute mark. I mean, there might be one game where this wasn't true, and I'll eat my words on it. But for for their series, whoever was ahead at like the ten minute mark basically just snowballed, won the game. Well, that was it. It was actually uh, I think games one and two. Whoever got first blood ended up winning. Mm-hmm. And then in game three was the real close one, <clears throat> yeah, uh, where where it could have gone either way, right? But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> there's I, I say we're not going to recap the games. There's like so many little moments <laughs> that I want to recap, but there, there's little snippets here and there that are worth mentioning. Um, for one, this series kind of showed us the importance that Carthus has brought back to LCS. Um, and Carthus has been good for a very long time we all know that but Carthus drew picks and bans um and the team with Carthus was like the team that was winning all up until the final uh, yeah. until the, the, the and end. it's been a while i mean that that used to be standard you know you especially against tsm I well mean, especially for Karthus. tsm yeah exactly yeah. you ban Carthus because he's you know that he, uh he's gonna be that good but i think that GGU has exposed a weakness in TSM. And that was that in games, uh, like, you know, really game two through five, and it, this paid off for them uh, in, in two of those games, 
they punished Wild Turtle. Yeah. Wherever they could. Like, they were just like, let's shut him down as early as we can. Let's be in his lane wherever we can. And let's make sure we can close on him whenever we can. Because Wild Turtle, one of his major strengths, we've seen it and we, we've acknowledged it, is the guy farms. Even if he doesn't get kills early on because there's nothing going on, which is rare because X-Special creates some really good openings, he farms and he's going to have a really er, a powerful early game or really powerful mid game. And they, they made sure that he couldn't do that and took him out. And I think that TSM on this latest ride that they've gone through have really prioritized, uh, protecting and relying on the presence that wild turtle uh, gives them as a, as an aggressive AD carry. And I think that if a team focuses more on that, then it's going to create problems for uh you know for TSM in the future. Yeah. I mean on, traditionally against TSM you'd camp Dyrus. That's what teams would traditionally do. On that note though, they killed Wild Turtle three times in lane before like ten minutes. Yeah. And he still outfarmed the enemy Caitlin. <laughs> like you that that guy can farm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if if you need a case study in farming then, you know, like, Department of Agriculture, move over. <laughs> Wild Turtles got you covered. Um, watch, I mean, <laughs> the the guy is so dedicated to making sure he picks up the last hits. You watch how he moves around and, and how he takes advantage of the minions in the lane and makes sure that he gets those last hits. He makes sure that he's using his abilities very intelligently to you know get those last hits it's incredible but and another thing though i want to say on top of that is he's not sacrificing like harass or team play no no he's not and but and the other side is is that when he does harass and team play he still manages to get the farm it's it, it i mean it's a ridiculous it's i can't really even say exactly how he does it but he is clearly the the best last hitter in North American LCS right now, maybe in the entire pro scene. Um, yeah. Well, I, I don't want to say that too soon because I don't know as enough about like OGN and you know Stars League and everything that's happening in Asia. But between EU and and North America, the two leagues that we cover, I think he is clearly the best farmer in in those two leagues. But there were other games, right? Other Curse. games. Curse. Oh, Curse, man. Vulcan, man, Vulcan beat Curse. Yeah, and and the the weird thing is here is that with Vulcan and Curse, I'm not sure if that's a surprise because Curse isn't winning right now. Yeah, like Cur- Curse is just they're losing. <laughs> I mean, I, that must be clear. If they're not winning, they're losing. <laughs> <laughs> but but like. Over time, they are giving up position like crazy. And, you know, we've talked about the elements thing before and Rux coming in to replace. And uh, I have one thing to say about Curse losing to Vulcan. Uh, I'm not paying Rux to boost my ELO. (laughs) Well, you know, he just lost a customer. (laughs) I'm going to maybe I'll, you know. See if Wild Turtle's interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know. 
because Rux missed like two, at least two clutch Sona ultimates. Just yeah. whiffed. No, no, but whiffed. at the same time, I'm going to be a devil's advocate here for Rux and say <clears throat> they brought him in for the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, you don't like you. You don't do that. I, now, given I don't know what drama was there with elements. Um, but it had to be significant. No coach to, in professional sports is going to put, you know, hey, let's get rid of this veteran and put in the rookie. Yeah. yeah. You know, the playoffs, we need to win. Hey, Rook. Exactly. You know, suit up. Exactly. Like, it, you, you'd have to have the guy injured and out. Yeah. You and I don't, dead and I don't get that impression from, from Elements right now. It, some kind of drama went down. And, and we're not going to speculate on that. But it was just, oh, if it could have been avoided... I think that you would have seen Curse at least in the second or third place position. Yeah. But in the course of what two weeks, they've gone to one from w- number one to fourth. It's quite an it's accomplishment. It's sad. I don't. <sighs> Curse. I mean, let, let's let that sink in My for heart. fans. Curse is the number four team in North America. <laughs> That's the position that they were in this time last year some weird symmetry going on curse <laughs> why why curse why <laughs> i mean it's, maybe it's the curse of curse uh... Oh. <laughs> oh boy well it's it's just it's just a really weird turnaround and and i don't think you can attribute it to just uh the other teams having curses number at this yeah. point uh, it like the, it it feels like they aren't playing as well you know it's not just that the other teams have stepped it up i mean at this point we've all seen the clip of um was it voiboy chasing down uh zion spartan mm-hmm. yeah voiboy on chase chasing down zion spartan flashing and going melee into range to try and get the kill when he's clearly going to have his ult up and he uses all everything that he's got he he blows every card that he has to close the distance and of course zion's going to turn around and murder him he's going to hit his ult and murder him we all saw that coming it made for great tv but it wasn't unpredictable it was a bad move on Voiboy's part. But it's mistakes like that that have been stacking up over the last three weeks that have brought Curse to where they are today. Now... I, I don't know what happened. I They just fell apart. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Well, and, and you, can see, you can see a certain amount of despair in the players, too, right now. Like, yeah. you know, and they're, I think they're all disappointed with the fact that they're in number four. Because they've been in number four before. And they've tasted what being the best in North America is like. Yeah. Before, they'd never been the top team. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were always just the, the ones on the standing on the side. They were always number three or number four. You could always count on them to, you know... Like, they were the, they were the team that was there to add a round number to TSM, Dignitas, and CLG. Which gives us a good segue here <laughs> to the fact that, well, Dignitas and CLG are now fighting for their right to even play in LCS. Yeah. 
I don't even know how to feel about that one. I mean, like I, everything's turned so much in the pro scene recently. I'm just like, oh my god. I mean, I I didn't. I said it in our last show. I said you know, something along the lines of, "There's a possibility that there's not a season, or, or that the second half of the season doesn't have CLG and Dignitas in it." But when I said that, I didn't expect it to actually, you know, become a potential reality. You know, it's just sort of a, yeah, there's like a, a 1 in 30 chance that these two teams don't make it. And it's suddenly much, much bigger of a chance. I, I kind of hope it happens. I mean, could you imagine both of them dropping out two new teams coming in? And uh, I, can't, <laughs> I can't imagine what everyone would, you know, how everyone would react. Well, I, I can imagine how certain communities would react. Wow. <laughs> like, uh, the, the Reddit community would immediately just jump on Hotshot GG. And... I mean, people who aren't lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think that uh, CLG, there's a serious risk there. That CLG may not be in the next... Uh, in in the next half of LCS, and I'll go into why for a second. I think you guys all know, but we'll share it with listeners. But the other side is, is that, like, I think the really big story, the one that people won't expect, is if Dignitas doesn't make it. They're in the. I think I made this analogy while when we were talking about it before the show. Is they were on a roller coaster. They hit the peak when they were you know number one, and they've just been on that that huge downslope. And I hope it stops and they come back up before they drop out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's I I would struggle to imagine a North American LCS without Dignitas in it. But at the same time, if they somehow if if they're somehow replaced by let's see who is it that they're they risked being replaced by Fidelis or Team Summon, well, that's going to be quite a story. Yeah. Scar is just supposed to be there. Like, yeah, that. <laughs> what what is the pro scene gonna be like without Scara? Do you, like, will he start casting or something? You know, I it, I just sort of expect that he'll still be there. You know, like if if Dignitas didn't make it, that you know, in the next game, like TSM beats some team, they walk over and they high five everybody, and then they like walk a little bit further and high five Scara, who's you know standing <laughs> off on the side, kind of awkwardly. But... He's, he's just there. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's just chilling. How did you get past security? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe he's holding a towel or something. But <laughs> I, I struggle to think of what what the league could be like without them. CLG has failed to perform. I can see the league without them right now. Yeah, but see, you guys, we were talking before the show, and you guys are all like, no, we want CLG out. But I I disagree. I, <laughs> I want CLG to remain in Season 3. Well, it's because you want a punching bag. I want them to die as slow, as slow a death as possible <laughs> before they're finally out of oh, it. Oh, that is, that is cruel. That is truly cruel. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess it would at least give them a second chance. But I... I I would like to see them out because I want to see these other teams get a chance. I mean, what a Cinderella story for Velocity, or not Velocity, for uh, Vulcan and for GGU to be in the position that they are right now. 
I mean, up until this point, we've consistently called them in the bottom four. You know, that was like their their With scarlet complexity. letter. Yeah, who who apparently is a team in the LCS? I've just been informed. <laughs> who just not <laughs> like yeah. I was okay. Yeah. We were like, yeah, complexity, and just like who? <laughs> well, like complexity. They've been in LCS. Like no. Yeah, I'm sitting here like I'm I'm sitting here recounting the eight teams, and I'm like, wait a minute, who's team number eight? Complex? No, that's not a team in LCS. <laughs> um, I feel kind of bad about that but one. I had a question though. I wanted to know what you guys thought. Was it? How was it watching series again? Oh, well, you um, know? one. I kind of both enjoyed it and then didn't like it at the same time. <laughs> it was it was nice that at least it was on the weekend, and it was nice that we only had three for for each tournament, right? Yeah. I mean, there there were the yeah. I mean, the, we we only watched three best of five, but it, I agree it was kind of brutal. It was it, a I mean, big it, time commitment. <laughs> it, yeah, it was a huge time commitment, and I mean, I'm trying to do other things here. It created a little bit of an issue. I actually had to miss an entire series and catch up on it later because, you know, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't sit down and dedicate that I would give 15 two, hours two of my days. day. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, in, in a single day, they, 15 hours of coverage, basically. Yeah. I mean, well, potential for 15 hours of coverage. It was, it's too much. I, I slept through nearly all of it. Yeah. Because it's thought, but you have like a you have an excuse, right? <laughs> you have an excuse. <laughs> Being in Australia, the time differences, all of that, you get a pass. But for us, we were all up for all of it, and it it was still just hard to watch so much. But it was kind of, I just the only full series I watched was the last one was TSM, yeah, uh, GGU, and it was kind of you could feel how the pressure was more in game five, you know, like, Oh, oh yeah. this is game five. It's completely different than, you know, just the one-off games that but we've been grown accustomed to. And you could also tell though, that by like game five, everyone was tired. Yep. <laughs> you could get that feeling. And I, th- I think that that's one of the major issues. We've, we've talked about that on the show before, how these series can be fatiguing, not only for fans, but also for the players. I still think that there's a better way. I think that they need to space events like this out just a little bit more. Um, I really don't see the problem with us getting into uh, a playoff season and letting, you know, these major matches be played, like, or these major series get played uh, over the course of like three weeks. Yeah. I, I think that there's a way to do that. Like one best of five per week. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Or or maybe you play, you know, you, you do it like they do in professional sports and you just do one game um, per day for each team mm. until yeah. they finish out their best of five. And you run it, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday so that you have a guaranteed that the next week you can run it only on Saturday and Sunday. If they go to five games, right? Then we're only watching three games each day. Six if you count, uh, you know, the European uh, LCS at the same time. And that's manageable. Yeah, (laughs) that that would be a lot. That would stretch the season out, like, a lot, though. No, it would stretch the season out a week. Yeah, but if they have to do that, 
for every kind of playoff because there's going to be another one and there's worlds which are also best of fives and so it'll stretch out the season by three weeks exactly three extra weeks yeah <laughs> like i i feel like when you're running like a 28 week season already bringing mm-hmm. it up to 31 in order to you know give a real playoff experience isn't such a bad idea I suppose. Now that you put it that way, it makes yeah. a little more sense. But still, people will be sitting there wanting blood. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah but that's but... that's what you want, though. You want the fans foaming at the mouth. And they're not going to be when you're exactly that tired. I mean, everyone is. The fans, the game, like, everyone is tired when you push that much out of them. Yeah. you got to give them a little bit of a breather, or else you're like, i got to go to the bathroom, man. But I yeah. They, they let them have lunch this happen. time. <laughs> yeah, they, they fed them this time, right. Um, but, but the other side is, is that, you know, you think about the increase in production value that we've seen and, like, all the stories they're telling uh, in between the games. You know, very tastefully done. You know, they're showing... Uh, you know, Hotshot GG talking about it's like if they don't win, then it's done. Like CLG doesn't exist anymore. You know, you see those stories. Imagine how many more of those stories and more how elaborate uh, the storytelling can get if they were spacing them between like one game a day. Yeah. You know, I mean, you yeah. could really amp that kind of stuff up. I I think it would be a good experience to to move things to a just a wider format like that but you know we're getting into like you know armchair producer territory here <laughs> um that wasn't even supposed to be a topic i just yeah no to know it, it wasn't thought. but it, but it's you know it's a good it's a good segue it, i mean it's we've talked about it before it's nice to revisit something like that um for a little bit of the drama that you can look forward to see for people who aren't aware uh, one of the big reasons why CLG themselves have admitted to being very nervous about this promotion series is because there's potential. Well, one, all of these teams in LCS, you know who they're scrimming against right now? They're scrimming. They're practicing for the last 10 weeks. They've been practicing against these teams that are now in the promotion series. They've been practicing their secret strats and, you know, building themselves up against these teams. These teams are not unfamiliar with playing against these pros. Which and while is... the pros have been playing against each other, these teams have been working out strategies to beat the pros. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, they've yeah. been gunning for them for weeks because they all know that the final, you know, in the end, they're going to have to go up against them. But counter logic. There's a potential that they end up going against a team called the Azure Cats. This team, they scrimmed against a lot. Big Fat LP, who used to be on CLG, is on that team, so he knows them. But on top of it, CounterLogic themselves have said that Azure Cats is a stronger team than Vulcan, who beat them. (laughs) Badly. Badly. Multiple times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like with a hockey stick. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's that's all like, unlike the uh, qualifiers that happened, that curse just ripped through. I mean, part of the reason curse ripped through the original LCS qualifiers is because they were curse. Right. I mean, they, they'd never been number one at that point. 
but they'd always been around. I mean, they were big names. They were pros. So these teams, like the Salad Bar and uh, all these uh, other teams, would go against them. And, and that's a big factor when you're, oh, my God, we're playing against Curse. Yeah, but all these teams now, they're coming back, yeah. and they have experience playing against these guys. They are not the newbies they were. Like, oh, uh, we retur- played CLG like 10 times. No big deal. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a big deal, but they, they know what to expect. It's not going to be a surprise for them anymore. Yep. This is going to be a huge series. And I hope that everybody listening to the show right now gets a chance to watch it. So, um, you know, tune in. It actually starts like Wednesday with the European stuff, I believe. Um, so it, it's going to be, it's just going to be nuts. This whole this whole series is going to be crazy. There's going to be stories coming out of this that I have a feeling will redefine the pace of LCS for the next few weeks. Because there's a real there's a real serious chance, and I mean it this time, that Dignitas and CLG don't make it through the season. So, moving on. Minions. I've huh? I I I'm not talking to you guys. <laughs> oh, oh. Hey. Like, like what? What do you want? <laughs> Minions. I already got you your coffee. Damn it. <laughs> um, watching through the LCS this past season, and we saw a lot of it in this last series. We start to get a sense for what minions mean on a pro level. And it gives us a better understanding of where we can better take advantage of minions at, uh, you know, the more casual level or the not quite so pro or the aspiring level. Wherever you place yourself and however you like to play, minions are going to be a constant but, uh, you know, kind of amorphous force in all of your games. And knowing how to manipulate them is going to be very important. So I think it's time that we actually, you know, sit down and talk about the role that minions play beyond just being, uh, you know, a, a mobile sack of flesh, blood, guts, gold, and experience. I thought that's what minions were. Isn't that like their title? <laughs> Aww, like, like how you have champions like Lux is the Lady of Luminosity minions. Money bags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bleeds gold. Um, no, no. It's okay, let's give an example. I mean, there's at the very basic level, there's, uh, you know, taking advantage of a minion wave at the very early game to create an imbalance in a 1v1. That's like the very basic uh, how to utilize minions. What we're seeing more of in... LCS in pro play is how to utilize minions to take towers in such a way that maximizes your amount of farm while minimizing the available minions for last hitting to the other team. Because this isn't Dota. You don't get to, you know, deny deny. minions. The only way you can deny a minion is by getting it to die to another minion or die to a tower. Right. Well, and and I get in arguments with you know Dota heads who are like, "Lol is simple and easy." You know, it, Dota to deny a minion, you attack it and kill it. In League to deny a minion, you push your opponent out of lane. 
Yeah. I mean, it, and you manipulate. You can freeze the lane when you're, they're getting zoned. You have to, you have to actively do something more than that's more than whack-a-mole to deny them. Yeah. So, like, you know, and that's... on a macro level, there's a lot more strategy involved. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it, on the macro level, there's uh, a lot of things minions do is, you know, the pros have really learned how to maximize. And the beginnings of this, when <laughs> I want to, I want to say about this time last year, when we saw Darien diving past the tower to farm behind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when M5 was winning, like, IEM Kiev and all those. Yeah, when, when M5 was invincible. Yeah, and that's the first time we really saw that on a pro level, is that he wouldn't attack the tower. He let his minions both do damage to the tower and die to the tower, while he fa- got more farm as, like, Singed or Gangplank or whoever he was playing at the time, Shivana back then, uh, to, to farm. That's free farm. Yep. I mean, if nothing else is hitting the minions, that's guaranteed six CS right there. Yeah. Seven if it's a siege minion. And at the same time, by not pushing his tower down, he's making sure that that tower eats as many minions as possible. And those are minions that nobody will ever get to last hit. No one will ever get to benefit from the experience or the gold that they could get. So that's an intelligent deny. And that, but he's do, but he's still sacrificing the advantage of just pushing down a tower which is also very popular in the north american meta right now to quick push a tower mm-hmm. so yeah, well <clears throat> so on the macro level there's that there's pushing your lane out uh there's also minions give you map control yes um the reason you know and one reason that that pushing a tower down is is popular right now is because you know that that creates an imbalance for the minions in that lane. Your minions will be pushed up more often because there's no tower, first tier tower defending there. So that gives you extended vision. Yeah. And, on a macro and level. It it's uh they can serve as almost a, a replacement for wards at time because you can predict an enemy's movement based on the presence of uh of minion waves. Uh, all over the map you can count that if there's a gigantic minion wave you know plowing past the first tower at top that you could group up as five people and move to mid or bottom and force a team fight there that'll be a 5v4 imbalance at least for the beginning of it and if it does become a you know an equal game then you have an enormous wave that's going to push through and you could end up picking up towers for free that way. So, you know, the, this minions aren't just gold. They're global presence. Yeah. But not just on the macro level. On the micro level, these these facts about minions uh, can it affect your moment-to-moment decision-making. For example, like you said, uh, doing a 1v1. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like a snap moment decision like okay i bet i can take him because look at all these minions i've got he doesn't have any minions and he's coming at me you know so with my minion help i can kill him another one is where you move based on that macro level having that vision you know can i go take their wraiths because their mid you know our mid minions are pushed up to their second tower that's probably a safe bet 
Now, if mid minions are pushed up and your bottom minions are pushed up, that's an even safer bet. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can get those rates, no big deal, get out fine. Yeah. And it creates so, openings for warding and, and all kinds of things like that. Um, and a lot of new summoners don't understand. They just think that minions are just piles of gold. And that's, that I use minions to buy items and then I get more keels. But it's a lot more in depth than that. Yeah. It also affects where you ward. For uh, Darsky and I, when we do really well bottom, what we do is we stay bottom. We push sometimes up to the base at like 10 or 15 minutes in. And what that does is create such an imbalance that I can ward tribush if we're pushing down onto blue side. I can ward tribush and they're red. And, you know, we're completely safe. Yeah. Because they it are creates not an imbalance for, for ganks as well. Yeah. And eventually they have to send more people down there to deal with us because our minions are pushing. And, you know, that gives a free tower somewhere else. Yeah. No, the, and so the, the whole point is think of uh, minions as more than an obstacle, as more than the thing that I have to shoot in order to progress the game through the laning phase. You know, utilize them as a resource on the map. Utilize them for vision. Uh, think about how you behave in relation to minions and use that to predict the other team's movements. And you'll find that, you know, on most levels, you can predict movement based on minion position pretty easily. Um, so take advantage of that. Use it to create openings for warding in places that you normally wouldn't be able to. Uh, you know, they're, the, the minions provide vision. And vision wins games. Oh, that's a much longer title, though. Like, minions, global <laughs> presence and pushing power. Or minions, <laughs> gold bag. Like, you're making a really complicated title for these guys. I'm just going to keep calling them gold bags. <laughs> okay. Well, regardless of what Darkski decides to call them, um, you know, just be more conscious of the role that minions play in your game. So, and it, it'll just be a, it's actually a very easy way to elevate your game. And people will start to really freak out, um, especially if you're just getting started. They're really going to freak out because they're going to think you're some kind of magician or that you have yeah. wards everywhere. Yeah, you can say, hey, they're right. You can tell, you can bet, make a safe bet. One reason, like, I like support. It's the support's job to ward. Well, with, through my wards and watching the minions, I bet I can... I'm glad you I'll, understand this now. Every, every few minutes, you know, I can ping somewhere. I'm like, they're right there. You know, and everyone knows, like, they're right there. They're in that bush or they're taking blue or, you know, yeah, people will think you're <laughs> you're some kind of predict the future guy. Predict All I the heard future was guy. as a support, I buy wards. I mean, I tuned out after that. <laughs> it's more important than that. Yeah. It's, All it's, right. Well, support is important. Yeah. Damn so, it. So I'm told. Um, no, it, it is. That's a, that's a topic for another day. We, God, we have such a love hate relationship with the support role. Um, but I'd love to talk about that relationship, uh, more and more, even though we covered support last week, but we had such a major patch and we never go through patch notes. Uh, and we don't intend to this time, but there's just some major changes that are worth noting. And, uh, we, we both think they're great for the, pro for the progression of the game, uh, or that there may be something that's going to impact the progression of the game greatly. But then at the same time, 
some of them are, you know, really just so important that you have to know about them. So, Freljord, I mean, that's that's what the this whole patch was themed around, right? And mm-hmm. really, we asked the question about, like, what are they up to with Laura? I think we saw kind of the culmination of everything we talked about a few weeks ago with this patch. You know, they, they really took all the lore changes that they've made, channeled it into a very big patch release with lots and lots of content, which is cool. So let's dig into that content. First up, Sejuani and Trundle. Where do we even want to start with these guys? I mean, should we just start with, like, the Trundle dance? <laughs> well, I want to start with, I just want to give Jeff these props because he started playing he started playing Sejuani like a couple weeks ago before I, it was cool. I played Sejuani long before that. I played it mid because jungle's stupid. Yeah, but you you, you can't prove mid. that. <laughs> That's true. You you play everything mid because jungle's stupid. <laughs> I can prove it. I played it on stream. There's a video out there somewhere of me playing mid Sejuani like four yeah, games un- in a row. Unowned? Yeah. <laughs> no, on Twitch. Oh, okay. Well, that can be deleted. <laughs> dun dun dun! Yeah, Darkski, you have until the end of this uh, recording to get into Twitch, find that video, and export it to YouTube. Um, All right, I'm hacking the mainframe now. <laughs> All right. Uh, so while while ha- while he hacks the mainframe, yes, okay. Um, hipster glasses on. I was playing Sejuani before it was <laughs> cool. Praise <laughs> Lord! Yeah. <laughs> I hate uh, you. Uh, I do too. Oh, don't be cold. Don't be cold. <laughs> oh my god! We're okay, we're done. Hey, End chill out. Chill out, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, do this all why, day. Why do I think we're just going to start quoting Mr. Freeze now from Batman? <laughs> Is he quotable? Yes. <laughs> He says some of the dumbest things I've ever heard in a movie. Oh, okay. Let's not do that. Let's talk about <laughs> let let's talk about Sejuani and Trundle for a moment. Yeah, they look different. Uh, Sejuani was changed a lot more than Trundle. Yeah, but at the uh, same time, having having had a few a chance to play her, she still plays very similarly. Yeah, the yeah. changes overall didn't really change anything with the champions. They still have the four exact same abilities. Yeah. They just well, look a little different. Well, they look a little bit different. I'm going to give this one tip to Sejuani players right here and now. If you haven't figured it out, your W has actually changed more significantly than you think. The big thing to remember with your W is that it now resets your melee hit Yep. when you activate it. So you can now use it to actually dish out a fair amount of burst damage when you first activate it. That's all I've got to say. Everything else can be looked up on the patch notes and experience for yourself. They made a major change to her uh, passive that you should check out because that might change the way you play. It might not. And I still ult, <clears throat> like you can. It now goes off if you even if you miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah it, the there there were changes across the board more significant for Sijuani to Darkski's point, but uh, m- you know she plays the same. I really think that the most significant change to come of it is that she now has an on-hit reset. So and she can be on spin-to-win team. Yes, because she spins <laughs> a thing around her head. Yeah, she so, spins her mace spin around her head now for her W instead of the like ice, wh- whatever that was. The it was it was the Shivana effect, but it was blue. It, it was wind. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was cold. 
Oh, and it, was... it spun around her somehow. Yeah, magic. That that made total sense. Also, the <laughs> boar has like metal butt chaps now. <laughs> but and yeah. a really long tail. On <laughs> uh, but Trundle, Trundle looks like a certified badass now. Yeah, he does. I mean, he like... has a club made out of ice on a map that is in summer. Ugh. Well, it only if you work. use that skin. It's Why magic. doesn't it melt? It, it's it's magic, magic ice. Yeah, man. I just magic wrote it ice. into the lore, like right now. <laughs> Everything can be explained in Ruterra by magic. Yeah. That explains how we have a talking rat on the show. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's science. They're space aliens. Uh, what? Yes. Hey, you hey, never hey, confuse science because... and magic. Just I because thought the they rocket were landed in the middle of Vandal does not mean we are all crazy aliens, okay? But, I mean, your but... parents were. <laughs> yeah. They just came here to, you know, get you citizenship. <laughs> like, tr- okay, well, back on topic. Trundle is worth playing now for his dance. Like, yeah. <laughs> despite the fact that he's actually pretty good now, or has potential to be pretty good, I think. Now, does he have a where the wild things are joke? I don't know. I thought I heard that. I, I, like I said, I played Trundle, like two games. Trundle's the only champion that I ever refunded my purchase of. <laughs> oh. Wow. Well, I mean, we all know he needed this remake. Yeah. I have and they question. didn't change that much. I think what the chomp is a little bit or now yeah, it's called like chomp. It, it was tweaking. Like yeah. they did just no, major no, tweaking. The, the ground, his frozen whatever it is, is really strong now. Yeah. yeah. It, it gives him 80% attack speed at max rank. It's like a Yi ultimate, but on the ground and yeah, on it's his W. In an, in an area. It's, yeah. oh, he is so strong. I think I think Sejuani and Trundle are going to I'm going to play him mid. Play. Yeah. <laughs> well, once again, I mean, uh, look at the old remakes. I mean, we've held, we've maintained on the show that they remake champions who don't get played. Well, Trundle and Sejuani were probably way up there in the not played, yeah. you know, statistics. Yeah, they yeah. were in the top ten not played. I would know. <laughs> yeah, like when there's just no interest around a champion, it's it's time to rethink what what's driving that champion. Um, other changes that Balls. we saw. <laughs> other other changes that we saw though in this patch uh, that are you know significant, very significant actually. Let's we'll, we'll run through them quick. Uh, Nasus. Um, I think he's he's still OP, right? Yes. Just not as OP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he they have a nine hundred percent attack speed. With, Wither went <laughs> from like Wither went from like ridiculously stupid to just stupid. Yeah. The he, they, it still <laughs> slows you by ninety five percent. Now it just slows your attack speed in addition by. Like forty five percent or something like that, instead of by ninety five percent also. So at least it gives you the option to turn around and fight back, kind of. I can shoot know? him twice instead of once now before he crits me for yeah. a thousand. I'm yeah, happy. yeah. You know, th- there's one school of thought that has me thinking. Well, the culmination of how OP he is after they re retweaked him because they like just clearly didn't take into account the current meta. Um, like the culmination of all those tweaks is what made him OP and popular. And then there's the other side of me that says that no, he'll still be OP and popular because this tweak doesn't affect the things that 
make him good. But it it kind of does. I think this is a time will tell. I still think he's going to be really strong. Just going to see less play. Yeah. Well, I mean, the wither was like late game team fight auto win. Yeah. Because you just, you'd wither the AD carry. And I mean, we saw this in last week. I mean, Nasus was oh, yeah. picked and banned. And whoever had Nasus won because that wither just, it's like 4v5 for yeah, it's, it's four a, seconds. It was a stupid ability. There's There's no doubt that the fact that it not only made you immobile, but also made you completely ineffective uh, as, you know, a damage dealer or anything. It, it was, how did they put it in their in their own video? They said that it was effectively like a three-second stun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With how good it was. Uh, it's, yeah. Okay, so at least now you have the option of fighting back, you know, with like one leg and a broken hand. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. But you know who is going to see a lot more play? Quinn. Because she's completely OP now. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, just... yeah, yeah. Quinn killed me once. OP. <laughs> no, I want to say, Speckle. like, to, to take a note from our listeners, I, I played, like, three games today. There were there was a Quinn in two of them, and in both games, the Quinn was legendary. Yeah. And we'll so. acknowledge, we'll acknowledge, yes, there's, you know, an adjustment time to all of this. But... Let's face it, they buffed everything she had. Yeah, they... <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, was uh, reading through the notes, I'm like, okay, I know Quinn's getting a little bit of low... What? That's not a little bit of... That's like half a page. Yeah, I mean... Th- <laughs> no, there was, I, I, there... I pictured, like, J.J. Jameson from Spider-Man, like, in a room <laughs> with, like, Quinn, like, hey, just add some AP and, you know, the third breast. Yeah. Yeah. They gave her everything. They they really did. Like she her kid is dumb now. It is it has gone from Quinn being an ineffect ineffective unplayed champion cuz let's face it that's what she was. After the first 2 weeks who here saw Quinn played? I played her in mid. Yeah, like once. <laughs> I, more than once. <laughs> Why don't you Every sell a twice as more than once? Him, okay, you know Boy Boy selling the the Sea of Nerds t-shirt, Darcy needs to sell the I played that in mid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already do. <laughs> it, but oh my god. The, the fact was, she wasn't played. She was she was a bad champion. The solution that a lot of people and I don't I never really dwelled a whole lot because I I can't get into her as a champion anyways. The but a lot of the one of the solutions that a lot of people were talking about was well just give her a little bit more range. You know, make it so that she can actually be uh, an AD carry in lane and get some farm safely and she'll be fine. And like I can th- like when I think about that, yeah, it's kind of a boring way to make her more effective. So I'm not entirely for it. I understand where they were coming from and not making that change to her. But let me go over this real quick. They gave her a stun. They gave her a movement speed buff on her passive, and not a crappy one, a good movement speed buff on her passive. They gave her an ability power ratio. They reduced the cooldown of her ult. They increased both the speed buff from her ult and the maximum allowable speed buff from her ult. They did, did, I, I don't think I missed anything right there. They gave her like, she's probably the most... She she might be more mobile than Ezreal. I think she's pretty damn close to it now. It's kind of... 
I think I agree. Like, if they had just increased her range, I, I kind of like the stun on the vault because it's, you know, a split second. Well, if you're, then, if you're a player, if you play Quinn, you like everything that I just said. <laughs> I, I, I really don't. I mean, like, it's, it's so much that she's just going to be played and then she's going to go back to what she was. Oh, yeah. Like, no, how, it's, it's how JJ long? called Morello in. He's like, all right, we got a buff. We got a buff Quinn. <laughs> Morello's like, well, I was thinking we could just give her some range. It's like, nonsense. Puts a blindfold on him, gives him a, a, a fully automatic paintball gun, and has him <laughs> shoot at the buff board. Right. Which is just a board full of, like, everything possible you could do to buff someone. And there's like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to give her a stun. We're going to reduce all of her cooldowns, make her faster than hell, douse her in gasoline, light her on fire. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, that's that's what sells newspapers right there. And still nobody will know where she goes when she ults. And and bring me more pics of the Spider-Man. Right. (laughs) It's uh okay. Bets right now. How long till they nerf her? Two weeks. Think two? I'm giving yes. it three. Three point six point one. Three point six point one in two weeks. I think it's gonna take them three. And I've got a uh, reasoning to this. I think it's gonna take them three because we have this promotion series going on next week. And then we'll see two weeks of LCS play. And I think they're going to give it two weeks in LCS before they nerf it. Uh, good point. That's, that's you think they'll let point. the pros get their hands on this? Yes, I think they're going to let the pros play with Quinn. Of course they will. They and always go off of what the pros, it's not just what people do. So. Yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of data collection techniques. Yeah. But I just think that they're going to want this one to play out. The alternative is that I think they actually, the alternative is that they do it in a week. That they like if this is as bad as we're making as as I'm making it out to be, which I really hope it isn't. You know, I, I'm hoping I'm wrong on this, but if it's as bad as I make it out to be, then they'll nerf her next week. That's very true. They'll release a you know the changes that we made to the, that we made to Quinn really went beyond the scope of what we had intended. So we've dialed back her speed, her everything. <laughs> <laughs> We like, took we we took ten percent off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If if they nerf, if they nerf her in a week, then it's gonna be like a nerf tickle. You know, like they're gonna take one little thing away. If they nerf her in two or three weeks, she's getting the bat. Half. Yeah. Who's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like, we've we've decided that the way to address this, we could have rolled back the changes that we made and just dialed them a little in a little bit but we've d- decided to reduce her starting health to 80 <laughs> and we're going to reduce her movement speed at start to 25 we think this will really you know <laughs> but give, is she still going to be on fire i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah she's still going to be on fire and have a third breast <laughs> okay okay so Juani completely op everyone in agreement i said Juani. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Quinn. Yeah, Quinn. Oh, I mean, wow, we can take a vote on Sejuani as well, but Let's... yeah, <laughs> Quinn, completely OP. Everyone in agreement? <clears throat> yeah. Meh. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hi, I'm contrary. How are you? 
No, right. you're not. <laughs> Lol. <Get it. laughs> Oh. <laughs> the puns anyway. today! Oh man, oh. this is it's one, it's welcome one to of those Elo, days. where we have one of the best puns ever. You Elixir of fortitude. <laughs> I wish they like it. You like it. how I transitioned there? Yeah. Yeah. Just say it loudly and yeah. over whoever else. Exactly. <laughs> That's the JJ way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, elixir of fortitude. We found a lot of people are using elixir of fortitude. <laughs> Let's up the cost by a hundred bucks and see what happens. <laughs> and we make more money if we charge more. <laughs> okay, it's a shopkeeper's so, plan, man. So, so clearly, Riot doesn't give a crap how much something costs. It's not going to make them any more money, at least not in-game, the, the skins and everything aside. But they've raised the cost of Elixir of Fortitude to 350 gold. That's a hundred gold increase. This is significant. Why? Because you can't start with an elixir of fortitude, a ward, and four potions anymore. <laughs> oh, was was that stupid? <laughs> that was stupid. It's it was almost as stupid as starting with thirteen health potions. Yeah, which they addressed also. I think we actually attack both of these at the same time. Now we warned everybody that limited health potions were coming. Now it was kind of a surprise that they also decided to limit the mana potions. I think there was a union issue there. Um, because let, let, <laughs> let's face it, who who came to lane with nine mana potions? Garen. Who came to lane with, like, <laughs> any mana potions? Yeah, like, at most, maybe somebody picks up one. But the, the big... With a misclick. <laughs> the big, uh, you know, on that topic, they're, they're trying to work in something that prevents you from buying two pairs of boots. But uh, different conversation <laughs> for an, another day. Didn't make it into this God, patch. I've done that so many times. Yeah. Um, so they've, they've limited the amount of potions you can buy. So there's no, no more, you know, nine potion Katarina mid, um, thank God. But they've also, they've also raised the cost of elixir of fortitude and they've done these two things for really the exact same reasons. Well, well, maybe slightly different one, like the, the whole potion side was, to make it so that you can't just out-sustain somebody for the first, you know, 10 minutes of the game. Yeah. Like, you, so that you cannot just purchase your way into sustain. Um, and, and that's good. It does highlight that there's an issue with a lot of champions out there, that they are just that bad early on. I think that this, this is still going to allow for a lot of sustain in lane. There's still going to be a lot of, you know, builds that include lots of potions. But we're going to see fewer uh, Katarina's and... Uh, Kha'Zix was doing it, Yeah, too. Kha'Zix was doing... Really, anyone who had a very high-risk early game prior to Season 3... Cassidy. Yeah, they're going to have a high-risk early game again. Yeah. And I really like that, one, they brought in Morello for this patch... It's not the other guy, Feral Pony. They brought in Morello for the big stuff. But, uh, you know, I like that they're saying that it's not as much a problem as with, like, the Fort Pot and the potions themselves. It's that there are no other good starting yeah. options. Yeah, I mean, the, Dorans are just, they're so bad. Oh, yeah. And like, the, the they, only one that's allude, good is the Blade. Yeah, he did allude in the video that they that's what they're going to look at next. And I'm very excited because... I. You know, Dorans—they need to—they need to be in the game again. Do, you know what? 
here's here's what's going to happen with Doran's. I'm calling this one out. Doran's items will build into gold per 10. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. That could work. I, I just like fixed Doran's items. Yeah, Doran's could, like a blade would be an Avarice blade, a uh, ring <clears> would be a Phylostone. Yeah, and I mean, you you tweak the stats on them and, and on the uh, the gold per 10 items, but boom. Okay, there we go. Doran's items now build into gold per 10s. They're still expensive. They're still in that range of you only get to buy this. Right. But think of how that changes the other lanes. It does risk slowing the meta down a little bit. Uh, maybe. I mean, if you're going to put a ring going into like a Philostone, that yeah. kind of messes with supports a little bit as well. Yeah. Now imagine this. What if not only do they build into gold per 10 items, but they ha also have the alternate option of building into snowball items. Mm. What Relevant. if... No one's going to do that still. Well, I, I, th I think there's a way to tweak it so that they do. Because, let's face it, snowball items are a problem right now because they're bad. They are too high risk, too little... Or wait, too high risk for the reward, right? That's the issue. Yep. So, what if you tweak their opening stats so they're just a little bit more useful, like Doran's item useful, they scale and they snowball just a little bit less than the current ones do, and give people the option to either build a snowball item or a gold pretend off of it. Yeah, because that really lengthens the choice. Like, do I get this snowball item counting on a good mid-game? Mm -hmm. Or do I buy something that builds into tier 3? Right. Which, the you know, now that the, uh, you know, th there's actually useful stuff coming out of the gold pretends now. That, you know, it sort of gives you the option. Do I want to, you know, decimate my mid-game? Or do I want to hold it and get a decent item for my late-game? And because they've gone to a model, I mean, what what did I say before? B you know, m make it out of swords and I'll buy it. And they did exactly that. <laughs> I mean, they did it with all three items. They they made them out of cheaper items, and now they're good. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you see, like in LCS, Vlad tops going uh, the the AP. What's the one? The wraith. Yeah. Spirit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not even jungling. They're getting the wraith because it's got spell vamp and cooldown and yeah. Yeah, and, and now suddenly uh, Spirit of the Ancient Golem has gone from being, like, pretty good to being, oh my god, it builds out of a Kindle gem. Are you kidding me? This <laughs> item is incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what it needed. It needed better scaling to get to the item. Like, instead of making me wait to get a freaking giant's belt... Give me the option of upgrading through a Kindle gem. Perfect. You know, I don't care if you lower the effectiveness of the end item. That's what you do. So let's let's take a look at other items that aren't being played enough. Let's take the snowball items. Let's, you know, hell, we can even add in another snowball item. And let's look at why people aren't playing them. It's because you don't get enough out of the base item 
and it's too high of a risk as a result. So let's lower the benefit off of the snowball part, the stacking effect. Let's increase the effectiveness of the base item. And you know what? Let's make it build out of a Doran item. Yay. I Fixed. Dorans. Dorans. Fixed it. Moving on. Does that seem too easy? Like, they, they won't actually do that, will they? No. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, once they hear the show. Right. <laughs> The Morella, hold on, guys. We have a new episode of Low Elo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the whole the whole design team curls around the radio, yeah. and, and, like and then JJ comes in. He's like, "What are you listening to? This is crap. <laughs> <laughs> this is crap. It's like wasting your time. I'm docking your pay." It's like 11 p.m. Morello's in the front. He's got a cigarette. What do we do? We need we need something to balance this new champion. Elo <laughs> just posted a new episode. <laughs> yeah, and what you guys don't realize is every single time that they need, uh, you know, balance ish, uh, balance changes, they just shine a picture of our podcast artwork into the skies over Santa Monica, <laughs> and and Compy and I, you know, descend upon Riot in Spider Man costumes. Yes, both of us in Spider Man costumes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jeff's the well, red James's one. Camera doesn't work. Jeff's the red one. I'm the like the black one. The yeah. He, the, Dave's the, the evil. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the evil Spider Man. He's evil Spider Man. The the one that dances. The emo. One. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Goodbye, Spider Man fans. You will be yep. missed. All right. We need to we need to move this along. I'm not even. We're not even going to talk about the new bad map, Howling Abyss, and all the how poros are stupid. Um, yeah. You heard me. No. Set, Send hate, send hate mail to teamloelo.com for that one. I say that only because we need to move on to our game. Oh, yes. So Wait, did okay, we game, come up with a game? Yeah. Well, last oh. week, last week we asked the question, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for all the Doctor Who fans out there. And if you're not a Doctor Who fan, you should probably check it out. It's actually, uh, it took me a bit to get into it, but it's it's good fun. We're all nerds here. We can admit that. Yeah. So, who would be who would make a good next companion for the Doctor? Okay, now some of these you might not get because if you're not a fan of the show, but uh, we had a couple people, Natu and Artalia, both said Amumu. Um, because, you know, Amumu, one, he's immortal, right? And that's one of the Doctor's problems is his companions die on him. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, he wants to explore... And uh, Artalia said, <clears throat> uh, specifically, the fourth Doctor, Amumu's bandages are the perfect complement to Tom Baker's scarf, and he would feel right at home with the pier- <laughs> with the pyramids of Mars. That's oh. awesome. So. <laughs> and then we had we had a lot of people say Zillion, you know, <clears throat> for obvious reasons, time I travel. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, but I, f- I feel like you know the Doctor and Zillion are more like guys who high five each other on their way, you know, <laughs> on their way through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. As they're going I'm... through, like, uh, Dr. Who just sticks his hand out of the yeah. TARDIS and just like yeah. high five Zillion as he's going. Where are you heading? Oh, I'm going to 1985. Oh dude, I'm going like to 1722. All right. <laughs> see you later, man. I gotta go. I gotta go visit Lizzie again. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, and then Noah said the doctor's next companion should be Warwick cause bad wolf. Oh, oh yeah. That's good. okay. Yeah. 
what season was that? Like three, two or three? Anyway. Um, but I mean, they, they keep on like, they'll just throw it back at you all of a sudden. All the yeah. time. So that's how they can do with time travel. Sorrowin says Annie grows up and leaves Tibbers behind, grabs the doctor's hand and runs. Now when Annie ults, the doctor attacks your enemies with his sonic <laughs> screwdriver. And when she teleports back to base, she gets in the TARDIS. This is the best idea ever <laughs> like oh my God. like call like, it instead of tibbers calling down a giant doctor <laughs> no like you know how tibbers like you know lands on people the tardis just like falls out of the sky and that would be so cool <laughs> and and then our earlier idea of doctor who uh doctor who uh twisted fate can step out and <laughs> oh yes yes oh my god yeah. I forgot <clears throat> that episode yeah yeah um well that's that's all i like the anyone also the most because it's the only one that gives us a a a female protagonist to stick next to the doctor which is like the tradition yeah yeah yeah. and then general plotus says uh one he'd want to see what happened what would happen if zillion used his ult when the doctor was regenerating anyway and then he said dr mundo because they're both doctors and they go where they please (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Touche. Nice and then one, also, <clears throat> General Plata said that uh, the same day we posted last week's episode, he just launched his own podcast, which happened to be a Doctor Who podcast. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, you know, that he was inspired by Loilo to do his own podcast. It's called Reverse Polarity. You yeah, I was just about to iTunes. say, let's, let's, let's promote Reverse Polarity. Reverse Polarity. It's on iTunes, and uh, they talk Doctor Who. Well, that's cool. All right. Well, if you have no idea what we're talking about with all this Doctor (laughs) Who nonsense and you don't have access to a computer to go and watch the episodes online, because I I think you can watch like six seasons online for free through like Hulu or something. Netflix. They're on Netflix. Netflix Um, So if you can't do that, then maybe you can get something out of this guy's podcast. But it's it's truly enjoyable from the from the nerd perspective. Um, So cool. Well, uh, this week. With all of the potential changes that are going on in LCS, and uh, you know, because it's it's tough to imagine a world without Dignitas or LC uh, or, or CLG or Hotshot GG or Scar or anything like that. Um, I, I think that we need to revisit the idea of team management again to really whip these teams into shape. So, if you could replace Dignitas's spot or CLG's spot in LCS with a team branded by a champion and managed by that champion who would it be and what would that team's uh, team's name be because <laughs> because quite frankly I think Mundo Mundo needs to sponsor a team at this point yeah <laughs> Yeah, definitely. No, because Especially that team if... would lose. Because he'd be standing behind the whole time throwing briefcases at <laughs> And if you ever read the little things that they do sometimes with the sales, like Corporate Mundo, you know, wants oh, to sell yeah. you skins. Those things are really funny. Yeah, the, but... the, when they were doing the Corporate Mundo ones, those were hilarious. Some are a little less hilarious, but give it to Corporate Mundo. So, yeah, you know, brand a team with a, uh, you know, and we don't care who's on it. Just assume that they're good. Um, brand a team with a champion uh, and make that champion their coach. Uh, you know, get creative. <laughs> get creative. You can send the, those entries to team at com. 
So let's move into uh, email. I think we've got time for two emails. Two emails. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, I got put me on the spot here. Yeah. <laughs> I know you've got okay. like eight of them there. So. I, I do. I do. Okay. Uh, I'll take this one from Rev Awful Sauce. Uh, this is a Rev R E V Awful Sauce. Oh. Rev Awful Sauce. I don't like Awful Sauce. <laughs> and I'm not sure what Rev Awful Sauce is. I I don't know. He says, I like to play ranked, pseudo-serious-based, and I feel like the game hates me sometimes. I go on stretches where I lose 10 to 15 games in a row, and it's really annoying. I think to myself, is it me? But then I think it could perhaps be those 0 and 10 top. Am I being punished for going to the tribunal twice? And obviously, me getting more pissed off only exacerbates the issue. I really, I try really hard not to talk mess, but sometimes if it looks like a feeder and quacks like a feeder, I'm going to open my <laughs> mouth and let him know that he's terrible. I'm gold four. How can I keep from ripping my face off? <laughs> um, I think, I think one that uh, you do need to just, you know, let it go. If it, I mean, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, you don't go to the duck and just be like, hey, you're a stupid duck. <laughs> you know, I mean, you you know, th okay, if they're if they're a feeder, let's put it into sense. Let's, let's assume that they're the worst player in the world, which we don't normally do, but let's assume that they are the worst player in the world and that they are just a feeder. You gain nothing by calling them out. You gain nothing because by you saying that they're a feeder, by you calling them out on the spot, it is not going to force them to start performing better. Assuming they are the worst player in the world, it's not going to get them to perform better in the next game. All it's going to do is put your frustrations in front of nine other people, potentially injure the experience for nine other people, and it makes you look like a rager. Yes. And if it yep. walks like a rager and quacks like a rager. And I want to I want to take a step back and, and throw some college words at you. You know, using feeder as a pejorative statement is is just pejorative it's means it's bad. Yeah. It's like, you know, like the son comes home from school one day and, and his dad's sitting there. He's like, I heard today that you were a feeder. <laughs> Art. <laughs> Are you a feeder? <clears throat> no, you're no son of mine. Like, seriously, calling someone a feeder? I mean, you could look at any of your games. I mean, you've probably been a feeder before. I've been a feeder. But having that as like a label, as like a something that something is, is just not cool. Yeah. And I mean, on the stream, we call each other feeders all the time, <laughs> but it's a joke. Yeah. And that, it's, it's very different because we're all friends, you know, we're not like strangers seriously calling each other out. We're yeah. friends making fun of, you know, my fail gank or something yeah. like that. And, and here's the thing. If you are consistently seeing a certain type of behavior that is impacting the games, Ask yourself this, is there a move that you could take as a gold player, another role that you could play that would prevent that from being an issue in the games you're playing? 
you know, you say, you know, you, I mean, I know it's probably not every single time top, but if you're seeing a lot of people failing at top, it sounds to me like you have three options there. And I don't know what you're playing right now, but, and that is you could go top and try to, you know, shore up that position. You could play the jungler and try to shore up the top position by providing them with additional support. Uh, or you could go mid and provide them with additional support there. There's a lot of different ways to attack those problems. And I think what you need to do is stop looking at the individual's performance. Once you've established that it's a consistent problem and you're seeing it in a lot of games, uh, maybe don't internalize it and make it your fault, but ask yourself how you could overcome it for those people. You know, what is the role that you could play in solving that problem? And then go out and see what happens. And one thing you could do is give constructive criticism. Feeder isn't <clears throat> doesn't help anyone. But yeah. if you say, "Hey, man, if you get behind in lane, <laughs> hey man, just hey man, yeah." I mean, we said this before. Hey man, <laughs> hey man, if you get behind in lane. What you want to do is play super defensive. Don't try to keep fighting him, because that's what. And this is a top lane syndrome that people get into. Is yeah, you know, oh, he beat me. Now up. I want to get revenge and make it up, and yeah, you know, the, the emotional response. I, like we're gonna, we're about to go into like yeah, three different. We've gone through all of this stuff before. Yeah, but, but I mean, the, the but it's it, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Provide a little constructive, uh, you know, criticism, but make sure that your delivery includes a. You know, give it a hey man to start. Make sure that you're not including negative trigger words. Saying, in what saying you're stop dying or quit feeding, that's not constructive. Yeah, that's, that's not going to help. Next time that you've got just a little bit of time to type, just uh, let tell them, hey, top, concentrate on not dying and we'll be able to make it up in the late game. Or, you know, just try to stay safe and we'll start ganking your lane once pressure is off. You know, just... Give them, let them know not just how they can improve, but what you and the rest of the team can do to improve their position. And you, that way, you might get additional performance out of them. But all said and done, I mean, if you've been in the tribunal twice and you don't listen to any of this, then it might just be matchmaking's way of punishing you. I, I, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> we play devil's advocate here. I've, I've never <clears throat> been to the tribunal. Yeah, I don't know anyone who's ever been to the tribunal. All right. Uh, second question is uh, this is for you, Jeff. Gasmic has a question for us. I was surprised listening to episode sixty-eight, hearing the bits about the season three support meta that you didn't mention Timo as a support. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm no pro, but occasionally I'll support successfully as Timo shrooms with map control. Uh, you know, mid and late game contributes via wards and the, the blind. You know, and I didn't want to admit this on air, but I've been lately playing with the idea, just in my head, of playing support yeah. Timo. Yeah. Can I can I just say that uh, I'm I I was I was maxing cooldown before maxing cooldown was cool. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> you know, in this meta, yeah, I think you're right, and I agree. I have gone. Darkski and I have gone up against some support teamos. Now, as with any anyone, some of them are really bad. But you know, occasionally there's one that's really good. And uh, I can't remember the game, Darkski. You remember the guy's name? I think his name was 
only support yeah, bot. Yeah, only support bot. I, I <laughs> Something like that. that. Yeah. He was a really good support Teemo. Here's, he was uh, really annoying. I missed <laughs> at least 20 CS before 10 minutes because he would blind me as two yeah. minions are about to die. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's annoying. Here's here's <laughs> the problem with support Teemo, and it's an issue that I've known for as long as I've been playing Teemo. And long-time listeners of the show will know that I'm not a stranger to support Teemo. I've, I've done that before. I've done it in this season, you know. But the, the issue is is that unlike uh, Sona or, you know, even, even Nami, but unlike a lot of those champions, if you lose early on and get behind, you're not going to be as useful to the team. Those other cha- those other champions, the other more typical supports, the role that they play in the kit that they have will always be useful to the rest of the team, regardless of what their personal position yeah, is. Like a Lulu with no items. Yeah, a Lulu with yeah, exactly. She can still glitter lance. Blind art isn't as good as glitter lance. Blind art is not as good as. Um, you know, Janna's knock-up thing. And his mushrooms, while they are obviously play a different role, in the big conflicts, they don't have the same effect as a Sona ult. Mm-hmm. That's the issue with Teemo as a support. He is... Now, here's the other thing I'll say. He is, as a result, high-risk very high reward because if you do get ahead and if your lane does benefit in the early game from the presence of Teemo and force that as an advantage that gets him additional support cash Teemo suddenly becomes like half like through the transition through mid game goes from being your support to being your second AP carry yeah and that's terrifying but that's the reason why why I, we well that's the reason I didn't mention him. That's the reason you don't see him being played on, at a very high level is because he's exceptionally high risk. Like uh, out of every single support, uh, even Nami, he is a higher risk to his lane um, because not only will he be a detriment if you don't if you know if your lane doesn't win and win early. He will be a detriment not just to the AD carry throughout that uh, the laning process, but he'll be a detriment to the entire team, not because he's bad, but simply because he doesn't contribute as much. Also, if you're not playing with friends, uh, having a Teemo in the support role in the mid and late game, if you're not used to split pushing, yeah, then you you have to. There's there's I mean we could go I, I could talk to support <laughs> Teemo for a very long time. But the if you want to be successful, like if we were to write a guide on support Teemo, um, build your team around him. Be prepared to do a yeah. lot of uh, anything. It, once you get past like the 15-minute mark, be prepared to do lots of split pushing. Be prepared to do a 4v5. You're going to want either a Have very strong engage dis- or yeah, disengage. A very, yeah. yeah, very strong disengage. Or you're going to want a, uh, you know, a very uh, lean poke team. You've got to build around it. And take yeah. into take into account that Teemo, whether whether you're doing well or not, isn't going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So, well, thank you very much for your letters. Uh, we get a lot of mileage out of those. We have so much mail, and I'm sorry that we can't always answer all of it. 
but we really try and we do read it. You know, I'd, I'd say we read like what? 95% of our mail. Oh, you mean like read? Uh, no, not on the show. Not on yes, the show, we but actually we read, read it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like th- Newcastle says he played a game with us and we were all Freljord. That was like two weeks ago. Just want to say that. <laughs> that was the third one. I just yeah. squeezed it in there. You like you're, that? You're, we, were, we were playing Freljord before it was cool. Yeah. cool. Thanks, Newcastle 2. <laughs> His name is Newcastle 2. Yeah. Okay. And he says, I just want to thank you guys for having a great community <laughs> and helping players like me get better. Keep up uh, the great work. <laughs> this is... I'm gonna stop it right here. We've we had we had uh, I'll let Rin do our iTunes reviews. But before we start, we did have two reviews from Canada. We had Swee who said uh, great show, and we had Andrew who said that he started listening a month or two ago, got hooked, loves the podcast, and uh, loves how friendly we are. He loves the stream, all of that, and uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's he's had a good time on stream, even though he hasn't won. But that's kind of the point, you know, get in there, play some games, let me tongue lash you a little bit, and then, you know, move on and play with the community. (laughs) (laughs) So now let's get to, let Rin, read us reviews. Reviews! Yay! I get to say names that are funny again, because this is, oh, I'm already seeing a few here. Okay, Uh, five stars from Kuiman. Uh, awesome work, guys. Keep it up. Thank you very much. And, oh, enjoy our quirky sense of humor. Um, at least it's not, you know, cold or uh, insincere. Did I he say you said did quirky? He, yeah, did he say our quirky sense of humor or our quirky sense of humor? I, w- I would have laughed if it was quirky, but it's quirky. Q U. Oh, okay. So we'll, uh-huh. we'll pretend it's quirky uh, just for the sake of puns today. <laughs> um. All those words sounded the same coming out of her mouth. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's not, it's not badminton, it's mm. badminton. <laughs> those are the same. I hate all of you. Okay. Uh, um, I gave you a slow golf clap and thunderous roar. Wait, that's contradictory. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the five stars. Meaty turtle. Meaty turtle. Meaty turtle. Okay. Uh, five stars as well. Um, even better community as well as an awesome show. Thank you very much. Uh, platypus. Uh, five stars as well. Troggy. Troggy? Aren't, Is that like a miniature version of Troggy? Aren't platypied like poisonous? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, that's know? right. You guys have those. Do they live in Australia? Yes, they are poisonous. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, what a what a weird animal. All right. Platypus. With a weirder name. Um, okay. Multimaster, five star. You guys are so sweet. Wheat? Leet? I don't know what was meant to be there, but um So wheat. So wheat. Oh, I got it. Uh... Hey, the dawning of Rin. <laughs> um <laughs> And then um, Vemnox. I almost said Venomex. Dyslexia. Uh, five stars as well. Uh, thank you guys very much for all the reviews. Seriously. That's... Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, there's really nothing more to say than that. We say it every single week. Uh, thank you for your reviews. It helps us get the word out. And we also, I mean, when it comes right down to it, we like hearing from people. Um, some of the best reviews that we get are the ones where people tell us, you know, this is the thing that I like and why, or this is what 
I heard and here's how it changed the way that I play. Like that it's very rewarding for us, but at the same time, it also lets us know what kind of content you guys are enjoying. So keep it up, send us your reviews uh through iTunes and we're more than happy to read those on the air on the here, air. Here, we're, here's the deal. You keep listening, we'll keep making the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jameson. Um <laughs> We are we're closing on six hundred. We'll probably have to do something for six hundred uh five star reviews. Ren will shave her head. Yeah, Ren Ren oh. will shave her head. Oh wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't sign up for this. What? And and give her hair to charity. See? Now if you say no, you're a scumbag. Why are you to me? All the little cancer children who don't have hair. <clears throat> Shame on you, Ren, for you not shaving your head. You know Reggie gave twenty seven hundred dollars to uh the Boston bombing victims. Wow, really? Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it's not as impressive what IG did, but uh, his his deal was is that during the playoffs, he would give a thousand or a hundred dollars for every death. Yeah, and that's why in like the last two wins that they got, uh, he went into the fountain and died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he he jumped into the fountain. Wow. At the end, and and inflated the total. Yeah, and it's just kind of cool. And Reggie's um, the perfect guy to do that because he dives all the time. And dives. <laughs> <laughs> it it really is. Like he knew he was coming out with a bill. On the other side, I heard. I haven't. I never really researched it, so this might just be hearsay. But uh, I heard that IG, uh, who won the the equivalent series in uh, in China, that IG gave their entire prize pool to a uh like a uh, earthquake relief fund in china wow yeah which i mean for their side was like 25 grand wow once again i I never actually confirmed that someone just told me that so still i mean yeah i mean if they did then that's awesome if they didn't then you know you guys suck (laughs) (laughs) someone email us that that info it's it's strangely tough to get info on uh, IG, especially when you're not looking for it. Um, thank you for your reviews. Thank you for your emails. Uh, all of that is very important to us, so uh, make sure you subscribe through iTunes, whatever you happen to use. Give us those five stars. Continue to send us emails at team at lowelo.com. You can reach us all individually and follow us in real time through Twitter. You can find me. I'm... I just forgot my name on Twitter. Uh, Eat Gamer. Dave is Low Elo Dave. Shay is that dark ski guy. Rin is Rin the Yordle. And so, you know, follow us, tweet us, say hello, and uh, we'll, we'll keep you informed and I'll take pictures of my lunch and send them to you. You can also reach us on Facebook. Oh, man. <clears throat> that cough coming back there. <coughs> wow. Facebook. Uh, we are constantly posting little bits of content there, but it's also a great way to keep up with uh, the latest the latest episode releases because they'll hit there just as quick as they hit our website. But Facebook is facebook.com slash elo community. Free to hit like and then our stuff will show up in your news feed. It'll be a good time. Our f- website is, of course, www.loelo.com, and that's the home of our excellent community. It's the home of all of our updates and all of our back episodes, if you'd like to get access to those in a manner other than uh, than iTunes. 
then you can find all of our back episodes there, including all of the show notes and all of the show art and all that good stuff, all the information on the artists that we use for the music every single week. So uh, com. But it's also a place for our stream, com slash stream. We've got some great people streaming content there all the time, and I'm going to just say stream like five more times. Stream, 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 stream. <laughs> Streamy stream? Yep, streamy stream. Which I can do now. Yes, because yeah, we have a new computer. Featuring Rin, our newest streamer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> took you long enough. I know, right? Seriously. Yay, but it computer! is a good looking stream now. So, Thank you very much for listening. I'm Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Crayons. That guy over there is Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Compy386. Yes. Then we've also got Shay Berland, a.k.a. That Darksky guy, or Darksky. DK. The bottom half yes, of me is DK. not Rin. DK. I'm the better half anyway. Then it's the then the top half of you is Rin, and you have a normal man's like waist down. Oh wait, no, I don't want those parts. <laughs> How about you? If you guys want to have like a rap off? Oh, yeah, no. rap battle! Yeah, rap Rin battle. Rin yodels my name. I'm always bringing the pain. Better watch out. My mind's in the game. I got my set. Oh, I can't do it anymore. I used to do that. Oh, right. see, it doesn't count if you're just reciting your your yeah, cipher. No, it's got to be flow. Yeah. It's got to be. You know, off the cuff. Off right. the cuff? Darkseed's always going mid. He don't know what he just did. <laughs> He's going Quinn, going somewhere. Who knows Who knows what? Nobody knows. And that uh, was the day we lost all of our listeners. Oh, uh, yeah. On <gasps> that bombshell, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Good night, and don't forget, stay classy sometimes. Stay classy sometimes.